All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to the Timmy Tom Show. Today, as always, we got a great episode. We're going to give you an update on Grandpa and then just kind of shoot the breeze for a little bit. There's a lot happening and we didn't want to want to prepare a lot today, but yeah. we just kind of want to shoot the breeze and see where God takes it. Amen. All right. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Timmy Tom Show on Zoom today. So bear with us and make mm -hmm. sure you hit that like button and subscribe. Please consider doing that. And uh, Grandpa, we got a lot more views on Rumble this last week. Oh, that's great. But, know. You know, before we go too far, I want to thank everybody who was praying for me uh, all this time for all the stuff that I was going through. Thank you so much. Uh, God lifted me up. My my mind was clear. I and God gave me peace about the things that were going on and even gave me peace about things that might go on that never did. But you know, doctors say, well, we may have to do so and so and so. And I, my mind was at ease for those things. Thank you so much for all that you prayed. And I feel terrific. I'm still, still in the recovery process, but I feel terrific. So thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. That's awesome. And Grandpa, tell tell everybody a little bit about your your kind of timeline with cancer because you had cancer 16 years ago and then God miraculously healed you. And then when it came back last year, you also heard the Lord say that you're healed, but he didn't quite do it in the way that you thought he was going to do it. Boy, talk about good lessons. You know, you're never too old to start learning the lessons that God has for us. Thank you. Lord. Thank you. Yes. Uh, in 2005, um, I had some blood, uh, and so I went to the doctor to find out what it was, and he said, well, we need to do some testing. We did some testing. My PSA was really low, like one, wow. but uh, he said, I, you know, I think you have something going on in your prostate. We better check it, so they did a, an ultrasound examination, and then they said, now we need to do a biopsy, and they did a biopsy, and he came back, and he said, the biopsy shows that you have cancer of the mm -hmm. prostate, and I said, uh, what can I do? What are my options? And he said, well, you know, we, you can have chemo, you can have surgery, you can have radiation, I can take you to Mexico and microwave it, I can give you uh, <laughs> ice implants, I can give you heat implants, I, all kinds of things. And I said, you know, I'd like to pray about this and have people in my church and others that I know pray and, and see what God has in mind for this. He said, okay, but don't take too long. By your faith, you are healed. Yeah, well, a few months later, uh, he said to me, okay, what are you going to do? You got, you know, your, your cancer, you're young. Uh, your cancer's, the younger you are when you have it, the faster it spreads normally. So he said, you don't want to wait too long before you decide to do something. And I said, well, I believe that I'm healed. Because I did. Uh, after, after, there was a point in, the, in people praying and me praying, a point in the weeks before, that I suddenly had real peace about this and I was able to sleep all night long without tossing and turning and thinking mm -hmm. about this at all. And I just said, I believe I'm healed. He said, well, that's real a good way to feel. That reminds me of um, a verse in Philippians where he says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request yes. to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's exactly the verse that, that lifted me up. And so I, I said, well, I, I believe I'm healed. And he finally said, look, there's only one way to find out. you got to do another biopsy. So we did a biopsy, and they couldn't find the cancer. The same, same doctor, 
same lab doing the testing, sampled the same places, even more samples than the first biopsy, but they couldn't find any cancer. And I said, uh, do you believe I'm healed now? And he said, no, 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 you're not healed. You, you still have cancer. It's just undetectable. Mm. Uh, if you picked some guy off the street and tested him and you didn't find cancer, would you say you have cancer, but it's not detectable? If it's not detectable, it's because it's not there. Anyway, as Tim said, for 16 years, uh, a, a year later, uh, I, I went to a, a different uh, urologist after that. I found another guy who I really had faith in. And after a year, he said, let's do another biopsy just to make sure everything's okay. So we did another biopsy and that biopsy was clear. So for that whole 16 year period, I was able to do and do all things. And God was so gracious to me to give me that period. But I still went in every six months and had the digital exam and had my PSA tested. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, my doctor retired and the doctor who took over for him did a digital exam and said, oh, I find a lump here on your prostate. And so I said, okay, fine, but I didn't care for him so much. So I went to another guy and <laughs> he said, let's do a biopsy. Yeah. We did a biopsy and he said, yeah, you, the biopsy shows you have cancer of the prostate. And I said, okay, uh, I, I would like to try to heal this both with prayer and using the idea that I'm going to take everything out of my life and my diet that may cause stress on my immune system. Exactly. And so, I'm going to put everything in that would build the immune system. Yeah, to kind of give everybody some context, Grandpa, your, your diet changed a lot. He took out dairy. He took out meats. He took out uh, anything processed, anything that wasn't fruits and vegetables. Right. I had, I had raw fruits and raw vegetables and yeah. I filtered all my water and took out all the fluoride, the chlorine, the heavy metals, everything. Yeah. With the idea that God created the immune system. And if I've done anything to impair that immune system, I want to get rid of it. And if I can exactly. do anything to make that immune system work at the highest level that God created for it, I wanted to do that. And my doctor agreed that I could try this test for four months, right. which I did. And at the end of four months, uh, I had agreed to have some more uh, CT uh, scan and a bone scan and uh, another biopsy. And at that point, he said the biopsy showed that the cancer was not only there, but was starting to spread. Yeah. In the meantime, during the, during the prayers that people prayed for me and prayers for myself, I said, Lord, uh, I was praying one morning. I said, Lord, you know, I have, uh, they tell me I have this cancer. And I know you healed me once, but if it's not too much trouble, would you heal me again, please? I'd like, to, I'd like you to heal this cancer. And immediately came into my mind the words, it's done. And I jumped for joy and I went around praising God all day long. The next morning I got up and I went, Lord, did you really say it's done? Or was that just me in my own mind making that up? And immediately into my mind came, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. And the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth and will remind you of everything that I've commanded you. So that was at the beginning of the time when I started this four-month diet. And, I, and that was Lord, last year. Yeah, between your promise, because I really believe the Lord spoke to me. I didn't have any other thoughts. I didn't stop and think about scripture. I didn't, I didn't think about anything. It just immediately came into my mind. So I, I did the four-month thing saying, God told me I'm healed. And when they do this biopsy, they're going to find nothing. Mm -hmm. And then they found something. And I said, Lord, did I get it wrong? What? I don't understand this. Yeah. Uh, 
you said it was healed and I believed you, and but it's not God. And of course, my idea of being healed was, Lord, you're going to do what you did before. You're going to take it away miraculously. It's going to be there one day and gone the next day and no sign. Lord, I know exactly how I want you to do it. Right. In fact, I, uh, I, yes, I'm, I, I, it's true. I said, I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm saying, Lord, yeah. this, is, this is how you healed me before. And that, I know you're going to heal me again. That's true of all of us. We know we ask something from the Lord and we have our, our in our minds, we already have specifically kind of the way that we think God's going to answer us. But sometimes he does answer us that way, but sometimes he doesn't. And he, and he, he kind of makes you jump through some hoops first. But well, as Romans does. as Romans eight says, says for God works out all things for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Right. Well, you know, I, I thought about various things. One of the thoughts I had, and the Holy Spirit was really kind to me because uh, I said, "Lord, forgive my doubting. What did I not have faith enough for this yeah. to happen? Did I doubt or whatever?" And the Holy Spirit said, oh, "No, no, no. Wait a minute." He said, "Look, God promised David he would be king of Israel." Yes. How many years Ooh. of toil and stress did David go through where it looked like that is never going to happen? David went through a lot. So God promised you that it's done. Even you look at um, Abraham. Yes. How many years did he have to wait for Isaac? Yeah. So that was God's way of showing me that, yes, he was going to fulfill the promise, which was, I'm going to take care of this. It's done just not the way that you thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I, I went ahead and I, and I agreed to have the surgery and I had my prostate removed a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm in the process of the recovery now. However, during, during the, the prostate removal, they had to move my intestines a little out of the way to get the prostate removed. And in doing so, they discovered that I have very severe diverticulitis in my intestine, which means there's a series of pockets all through the intestine. Mm. And those pockets trap uh, small matter yeah. and can get infected. And they discovered that the pockets are paper thin and that they could easily burst. Wow. And if that happened, then I would have a very severe problem with peritonitis. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, the doctors came in and they examined me and they looked at me and they did some more tests and they did all kinds of things and said, we're going to try giving you antibiotics for this, but if this, and we're going to watch you, but if this does not work, we're going straight to the operating room and we're going to take out the most severe section of your colon and you'll be on a bag uh, for elimination until all that is healed. God prepared me so that I said, okay, if that's what we need to do, I'm ready to do it. After three days in the hospital, they said, your white count is great. There's no infection that we can see. You seem to Praise be God. doing great. In fact, we're surprised you're so healthy. What's going on? We're sending you home uh, with the stipulation that if you have another attack, like the one that brought you to the hospital by ambulance, uh, because that, that attack came after I was already home, starting to recover from the prostate yeah. surgery. They said, next time the ambulance will bring you and you'll go straight to the operating room and we'll do the surgery. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, rather said, go ahead and live your life. You, you had this and you lived with this. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and live with it now. And the doctors made a couple of recommendations about diet that I'm going to yeah, follow. And that's, that's, that's what's pretty cool is, you know, 
diverticulitis, you're not supposed to eat like small seeds and stuff. And right. so, you know, just due to life, you were eating small seeds, but you wouldn't have known to change up your diet. And if it was that bad, if you didn't go in for that surgery. That's right. I wouldn't. That's right. It, this has really helped me focus on that area of my diet because I was eating a lot of seeds, a lot of nuts. Uh, I was trying to eat healthy ones. I didn't eat anything that was roasted. I didn't eat anything that was salted. I, yeah. ate, I ate only raw nuts, but I was eating a lot of uh, berries with yeah. seeds on them, raw berries and uh, sunflower seeds and pumpkin yeah. seeds and black walnut seeds, which are all great for your health. Exactly. But not so good for diverticulitis. Yeah. Anyway. It, it was encouraging to me because, you know, when you told me that you believe that God healed you, my spirit said, yes. Yeah. God, God said it, it's done. And when, when you went in, I didn't have any doubts, but it was cool to see how God worked this out for your good and for his glory. And it's something that only God can do because he brings you through this. And then it's like, now on the other side, you say, oh, Lord, you knew what you were doing the whole time. Right. Well, you're, you're right, Tim. Uh, this, I went through this process so that I could understand the diverticulitis situation better and and have a better grasp on my part yeah in in keeping myself healthy and this is a really a, a good good illustration for what we're all experiencing right now mm -hmm. um, in america but especially in the world you know we often think lord why don't you just stop these tyrants why don't you just stop them lord you know asap in psalm 73 says that Yes, like, Lord, how come the wicked are just, they, they're yeah, prosperous, they prosper. their bodies are fat, they have no problems. And then he says, I almost despaired, except I went into the house of the Lord and I perceived their end. And I know that God's going to bring justice one day. The and, Psalms are full of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's encouraging because the same way we think, well, Lord, why don't you just stop these vaccine mandates? And I believe his desire is to, we can trust God that no matter what happens, no matter what he allows in our lives, just like Job, though he slay me, yet I will praise him. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the screw tape letters, you remember the screw tape letters that C.S. Oh, yeah. Lewis wrote? One of the things that, um, you know, and for those who don't know, a, a older demon is writing to his young nephew, Wormwood, um, uh, and his, Wormwood is in charge of the damnation of a man's soul. And screw tape writes to Wormwood and says, our hope, our cause is, is hopeless when a human being who has lost all sight and all reasons to praise God, when his world comes crumbling down and he still says, I will trust the Lord. He says, our cause is never more in trouble when that happens. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and Satan's biggest tool is discouragement. But God's greatest tool is the truth. And the yeah. truth gives us love. The love gives us courage. Um, and we're encouraged to be encouraged. You know? Yes, encouraged. That's, that's what the word means. Well, God, is, God has given me grace. I, I feel terrific. I've still got some things that I'm working through as a result of the surgery and the diverticulitis attack. But I feel great. God has yeah. lifted me up and lifted my life up, given me great <laughs> joy and great enthusiasm. And I... I look forward and to being the best part is your great. name's written in heaven. That's the best part. In fact, at one time during the diverticulitis attack, <laughs> I said, Lord, 
I believe I'm dying now. Would you tell my family that I love them? Uh, it's like God help, brings all these things to us to help us understand and focus and grow in him. And it's a joy. It's a joy. And like, you know, I, I, my, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coward. And I'm a guy who likes it easy. I, I say, Lord, I got a problem. Fix the problem so I don't have to deal with it. But I understand that many times God says, I'm fixing the problem, you're, but you have a part in the process. You're human. I, wouldn't, I would never describe you as a coward. Well, um, well, I'd, I'd like to take the easy way if there's an easy way to do so. Well, that's that's not, yeah. That's just being a human and having desire. Um, yeah, it, it's really good stuff. And um, all the Lord is calling for us is to trust him, no matter what happens, to trust him in his word. And for you watching, what are you not trusting God with? Mm -hmm. As Philippians says, we said it before, but don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Hebrews four says, therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. In our time of need. Yep. Well, you're right, Tim. You, you were reflecting on the events of the day. Uh, it looks like we have a tremendous time of need. The, uh, the things that, that I see and hear on the news daily are so discouraging because uh, it's obvious to me that they're not true. Yeah. That lies and falsehood are rampant in this country and are being presented by those at the highest level, the levels of authority, as well as the levels of communication in the media. That's why and, it's, it's good to check out Psalms chapter 73, because ASAP felt the same exact way. Yeah, God has an answer for all of that, and we need to cling to his answers. One of the things that I think is happening in our, in our world, and particularly in our country today, with all the lies that are coming forth, you know, the Holy Spirit is the revealer of all truth. If you, are, if you are in touch with the Holy Spirit, if you are listening to the Holy Spirit, he will tell you, even in the mundane things of life, what's true and what's not true. Right. But God is presenting these things, and I think it's part of a process to separate those who are really believing and listening and seeking this interpersonal relationship with God through Jesus and those who are only going through the motions or have an idea that if I do the right things, then I'll be acceptable to God. Or if I'm really not a terrible person, I'll be acceptable exactly. to God. And he's making it so that you can't sort of sit on the fence as much as you used to seem to sit on the fence. Yeah. There was really no fence to begin with or no line, middle line to begin with, but it, things are getting razor thin. Well, like C.S. Lewis himself said, he said, the difference between good and evil used to be only this big. Now the difference between good and evil is becoming like this. Yeah. And God is doing that so that there will be no question what is good and no question what is evil. He's purifying his bride. Making, purifying, making yeah. It says the bride will come be back for pure, it. dressed yeah. in pure white linen. 
That's what he's doing. He's purifying. Well, let's do this to, to finish up. Why don't we, okay. why don't we pray um, yes. for our nation real quick and pray for everybody watching and give God thanks. Okay. Sounds start? good. Sure. Heavenly Father, thank you. Uh, I, I thank you personally for all the things that you have done with me and done for me and the things that you have yet prepared for me that I don't even realize. Lord, thank you that your goals for me are for good and not for evil, because I trust you in Jesus. Lord, I, I pray for the country, that you would turn hearts to yourself, that you would cause situations to arise that would cause people to turn to you in faith and in truth. And Lord, I, I pray that you would strengthen your children so that we may operate and serve you and love you better, that we might be faithful children, that we might be doing what you want to have done each day more than we did the day before. Mm -hmm. Lord, give us what we need. Heal our minds, heal our bodies. Remove the distractions of this world. Help us to see clearly the things that are distracting us and moving us in a direction that's not of your choosing. Help us, Lord, to do our part and help us most of all to surrender to the, your Holy Spirit so that he can direct what we do. Lord, you are the God who's created the heavens and the earth. You are the master of the universe. And Lord, not a sparrow can fall to the ground without you your notice. Mail. And not <laughs> and not a lily of the field is clothed without you. And Lord, how much more do you care for us? So Lord, you say, seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. So Lord, allow us, give us the grace and the encouragement, Lord, to cling to what is in your word because your word is the standard and is the dividing line sharper than any two-edged sword lord thank you for jesus thank you for the cross that our names are written in heaven that our salvation is not dependent on our works lord lord may we be found as having faith in you thank you for everybody watching bless them today and also lord heal our nation we ask that president biden and harris and newsom would recognize the lordship of the God of heaven and would repent and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Yes. Yes. It's all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, no. well guys, thanks for watching today. Thank you all again for all the prayers. Uh, yes. Got amen. A bunch of a support and it really meant a lot. Yes. And um, we will see you for next week. See you later. Bye. -bye. I think it's fine. Okay, good. You ready? Yeah. Just remember, you want to look up. Don't look down at you. Look at the camera. Right. Don't look down at me. Look at the camera. Oh, yeah, that, that, there you are. Yeah, that way I can see you, or people can see you. Um, Great. Okay. Well, I'll just lead it, and then kind of go wherever. Okay.